Hey everyone, welcome to Notes from the Coaching Dojo. My name is Eric Larson and I'm a coach. So when I was about 15 or 16 years old, my mom gave me a book called Letters to a Young Poet by the German poet Rilke. And and the book is a correspondence between Rilke and a young 19-year-old army cadet uh, who was an aspiring poet. And at the time, I was really interested in music and theater and um, and writing and and all of this. And, and my mom, my parents didn't really know how to best support me. That kind of wasn't their world. So my mom did what she always did, which was ask the people at the bookstore how, you know, what she might be able to, to get that would help me. And, and they recommended letters to a young poet and she gave it to me. And turns out it was a, it was a perfect gift and, and it really resonated with me. And there's a lot of timeless wisdom in that book that I still sort of carry around with me uh, today. So as I approach right now midlife and mid-career, uh, I ask myself the question, if I were to turn around and start and, and write that book for coaches, Letters to a Young Coach or Letters to a Beginning Coach, what might I say? So that's what I wanted to explore in, in the time today. Um, and I wanted to start by telling you about how I learned to watch film. And if you just stick with me, I think you'll see how it, it connects up to coaching. So I learned to watch film movies uh, from a professor in college named Ken Nolly, and I hated it. Uh, I was 18 years old, and I wanted to learn about film so I could talk about the big ideas and themes so I could sound smart and impress girls, basically. Uh, and Ken had a very different idea. He wanted to teach me about physical film, you know, how it's exposed to light and then there's an image on the film and then it gets processed and you can put it through a projector and then it has the illusion of movement and he wanted to teach me about the cameras, the depth of field and the aperture and the lens size and the length of the scene and what everything means in a screenplay and the scene length and camera angles and movement and all of this and I was bored out of my skull. And I nearly dropped the course, but he said, wait, you'll see. So I humored him, and I stayed in the class, and it was mind-numbing. My least favorite part is that several times a week, he'd have us come in, sit in the screening room with our sheet of paper, and we'd watch like a three- to five-minute clip of film and uh, over and over and over again. And he would have us note every time the shot changed, what kind of shot it was, the camera angle, the movement of the camera, Everything that was in the frame, the sound, the dialogue, the colors, the composition, the only thing that kept me in the room, and he he knew it, was the endless supply of of free popcorn. So I did this a few days a week uh, for weeks upon weeks that semester. And one Friday, uh, my friends and I decided to go to a movie just for fun, and I got it. I got that all the tiny bits of information that Ken and had us paying attention to, those were the film. Like there wasn't anything about the film that didn't include all of those elements happening simultaneously. And by practicing kind of isolating each thing and having us pay attention to it, my ability to understand the film was was strengthened. Uh, So I wasn't just thinking about the big themes or the big ideas that the filmmaker wanted me to get. I really understood how it was all assembled and how it translated to the whole experience of watching the movie. And I could just sense, like it was integrated, um, the, the enjoyment of the film was way, way deeper, and the understanding of the film. 
I know I wasn't a lot of fun for my friends trying to talk to them after that film, but my appreciation for that art form uh, continues to this day because of the way that, that Ken taught. So why am I telling you this? Because it, after years of reflecting on this, I realized Ken, I don't think, was going to all that trouble just to teach me about film so I could get a credit for a class. I think he was using film to teach us how to listen. And if I'm really honest, I think he was teaching us how to listen so that we could learn to love the world and, and love people. And I think our first job as a coach is to love the world and to love people. Now, it's unlikely that when you contract with your client, you're going to include coach will love the client, coach will love the world, or anything like that. Um, and that don't even mean that you're going to always look favorably on your client. You're not going to have opinions or anything like that. Um, but, but I think this idea of listening and, and love is kind of a basic stance like that we can have as coaches inside our sessions and business development in our encounters with colleagues, all of it. If we can't find a way to access that deep, natural caring for other human beings, like like at the snap of a finger, then, then what are we really doing? So to me, I think then we're just playing a kind of parlor game. We're, we're pretending and the client is pretending that what's really important in the world is that we get shit done and remove the barriers to getting shit done. And I'm not saying that doing stuff isn't important. Of course it is. But action without this kind of connection, without love as the source, is going to do a lot more harm than good, I think, in the long run. So I think the most basic way that we as coaches and as human beings can demonstrate that love is by listening, is by paying attention uh, to every little bit of information that's available to us. And, and we can practice that. So what I wanted to kind of encourage and think about uh, over the coming week was what are all the different ways that you can listen to your client this week? And I've got a few suggestions, but I'm sure that you could come up with your own. And then to actually put it into practice, and, and maybe you don't use a client session, but you can just have a conversation with a friend and say, I'm just going to listen in a particular way. You know, I'm going to listen only to the verbs that you use, only to the nouns that you use. I'm only going to listen to the fluctuations in your vocal tone or your volume. I'm only going to pay attention uh, really intently to the movement of your body or facial expressions. I'm only going to pay attention to silence. And just start experimenting and, and messing around a little bit and see um, what sort of happens in you and, and between you and the other person when you listen uh, in, in these particular ways. Uh, and I'd really be curious to know what you discover. And you can go on over to the, the Coaching Dojo Facebook group or, or ask to join. Um, and as long as you, you're a coach and you're serious about kind of engaging in conversations about coaching, I'd be happy to let you in. And we can have a discussion there about what you discover. So that's it. Maybe you be happy, maybe be healthy, and may you listen and love deeply. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.